So we're getting this podcast out to you guys a little later than we had hoped. This is actually right before Nick and Connor went out to Colorado on their elk hunt. Um, they have now since returned, and we are looking to do another podcast here very shortly to talk about their experience, as well as bring you guys other podcasts in the very near future. We've got seasons rolling around here in Iowa, and we are ready to go. Hopefully you enjoy. What were you saying? I was talking about my tapping. Oh, yeah, don't tap on the table for the podcast. <laughs> Is that the new intro? Correct. How are we doing today, boys? Ah, it's a beautiful day. Next week's start elk season, boys. For two of us, at least. Yeah. Should be a fun time. Why can't you go again? I uh, was not invited. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm not a part of that group yet. I'm working my way in slowly. True. I thought you had something about vacation, though. Because I thought we were going to do our own thing if you could go. So don't make well, it that's, all about No, it. yeah, but I knew I wasn't going to be able to be in oh. that group this year, so I used right. my vacation for that Montana trip. Okay. So just hold your, hold your tongue. Sorry. Yeah, September's next week. Nick and I are heading to Colorado. Should be. What day you guys take off? Thursday. Thursday, September 3rd. Headed out. When's it? It's open Tuesday, the 1st, or is it Wednesday? I think it's... Wednesday, Tuesday Second. or Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. I don't know for sure. We're only missing one first day, I think. Mm-hmm. Just due to the way. Isn't this will be the, than yeah. This will be the earliest we've ever gone, isn't it? You and me. Er, earliest, but also this is the latest the season's ever started. Yes, which is weird because usually it starts like the last weekend in August. Mm-hmm. It always has, and now they basically. St- I think they started on September first this year. But or if it's that's like a calendar, like how the calendar falls this year, because everything in Iowa is starting late. That's too. what we talked about last year. Is that I'm pretty sure it it's doing kind of like what Iowa does, where it's like no matter what the date is, October first archery right. season. And I think they're doing that in Colorado. I'll look it up. That it's like September first is archery season, but it screws you because the second Saturday is muzzleloader opener. Right. So before you had two full weeks. On your of, own, basically. Of yeah, of elk hunting, right for bow, and then it went into the muzzleloader. Now, like let's say, like in a few years, that September first is going to fall on a Saturday, so you literally have one week because the second Saturday in September is going to be the opener. Right. So it kind of fucks up the elk hunt, but Colorado elk. Won't they just move move the season earlier then? You'd hope, but that's what they always did at September second. September 2nd? Yeah, but for whatever reason, they shortened the season date, and it was something to do with... I don't remember what the deal was. Did they make it up on the back end for rifle hunts or something? Or I don't remember why they did that. I don't know. We never hunted August. Your dad has, and they did decent last year hunting the first week. Yeah, but he'll say, though, like it's it definitely gets better the later it is. And he's excited this year because it's so late. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we went late, well, for us late, we went the second week last year, and it seemed like it was not crappier, but maybe it was because the guys we hunt with already, like, hunted the close valley, so we just had to go further and further to find elk, mm-hmm. which we definitely found them. We just are not great elk hunters yet. <laughs> Terrible, actually. <laughs> Awful. Um, yeah. 
we have success our first season together, and we're like, we got this shit. <laughs> last year, it's like... We are born and raised yeah, now. exactly. We know how to do this. And then last year, it's like, we're calling, we're doing stuff, like, oh, they're not bugling back. It's like, let's move. And then you move, and it's like elk running away from you, mm-hmm. and you're like, shit, maybe we should sit an hour in between calling sessions. The good part is those spots that we, like, where you busted that bull... Or yeah, the one in the wallow. Like we have some spots now that we mm-hmm. didn't go the year before, but I feel like we kind of got a better understanding or idea of like why they're using what areas, mm-hmm. which will be good. The other thing I'm pumped about about out there this year is we saw like nine different bears between our camp last year, like the people in our camp, and I think bear tags are like a hundred and some bucks now from like thirty something. I, I mean, I didn't have one in close range, but weren't you sitting in the meadow the one day and had one come, like, right under your stand? Two together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, decent ones, too, weren't they? They weren't mm-hmm. cubs or nothing. I'm not a great judger of bears, but, it, uh, yeah. It De- wasn't like a mom and a sow, it, it was it? No, it wasn't. Or a mom and a cub, I mean. was not a cub, no. So, I mean, for, like, 100 bucks or whatever it is, I mean, it's relatively cheap. Would I'm you thinking, buy one after? I mean, are you... You're just going to focus on your elk if you get an elk. Then, yeah, but what I'm saying is like... you want to have a like, tag in your pocket. Yeah, what I'm, that. Ready Not to like go. if I kill an elk, then go back into town and get one. I'm kind of thinking like... Just just pick for a hundred extra bucks, I'm in town. Might as well. Yeah, or whatever it is, 150. I know it's like significantly cheap because no one was buying them. It's mm-hmm. like, might as well grab one and then help. If you see a bear. You're in a meadow, you see one. I mean, I found a, a deadhead or stumbled across one two years ago. So, I mean, there's bears in that area. Mm-hmm. Like people that i mean your dad's done that in the past killed an elk gone and got a bear tag killed Kill bear. a bear yeah so it's like i'll be interested to see this year how uh just hunting population in general just because i feel like i feel like everything outdoors is huge right now with everything going on mm-hmm. like there's literally nothing you can do people didn't take vacations you know out of the United got States. twelve hundred bucks. Yeah. Like there's your elk license and right. trip. The only thing I would agree with that, but I'm starting to wonder if and maybe this is what I'm kinda of hoping for. Maybe I don't want to blow it up on the podcast, but like Nick said last week we ain't that big yet. Last year gang, was gang. not that great of a year <laughs> in our area. And we had a fuckload of people out there. Yeah. And you and I were even talking to people like We'd see them on the road or whatever, and they're just like, have you guys heard much? We're like, honestly, no. We weren't getting into them like we did the year before. We weren't hearing. No. Not until the last, like, day or two. Last day, yeah. for sure. I but, didn't hear Bugle until the last day. And then uh, your dad and I heard one, like, the third to last day. But anyways, what I'm getting at is, like, all these people in our unit were like, this place don't have any elk. We're not coming back. All this. So last year was the most I've seen in that area. Like, usually we drive that main road, there's not camps along there, and there was those, like, fifth-wheel trailers and tents everywhere. So I'm hoping people look at our unit and be like, man, the harvest stats were shit, and then there's, like, nobody there this year. Two years ago, I'll be honest, last year I felt way more competent just in general. Two years ago, I know I had been hunting, like, in the past with my dad, but I really just didn't try to learn by any means. So, like, last year, it felt like I knew what I was looking for a little bit more. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that's why we didn't see more 
animals just in general. What do you mean? You know, I don't know. It just I feel like if you're more confident, we'd see more. No, I was last year. I'm saying. Oh, I you was. thought? Yeah, you saw yeah. more last year. Yeah. And we did see a fair amount of animals. I mean, you got into more elk than I did last year. I mean, we would be together for some days, but I feel like you got into more. But I was telling like Armile, like the first year, like a hundred percent, I wouldn't have killed that bull without your dad. And. Then I started doing like more research and calling. We did that by ourselves the next year, though. Yeah. You know? And I mean, even that, I'm just excited about that far meadow where you thought that bull was a squirrel and it definitely wasn't a squirrel. (laughs) No. But what I'm saying is like 2018, I kill an elk. Then I do all this research and I'm like calling. I'm doing like, I've downloaded the Elk Nut app. I do all this shit. And I remember telling you, I'm like, dude, like I know the area now. I feel comfortable. I'm studying my maps. Like, I fucking got this shit. Like, I'm going to go further and harder. I worked out harder than I ever did last year's season. I was crushing it going up the mountain and shit. And then I just, like, day one, have cows spike in the in around me. I'm like, ah, oh, I fucking got this. We went further than we did the year before. I'm like, we got this shit. Nick comes up that night. He's like, I had a bull wallowing by me. I'm like, oh, we got this. And then it just did not work out like I thought it would. I went to like your dad up too much. I know, right? Your his dad and I are like a hundred yards apart, and like we got this elk bugling, and his dad's like on. I don't know right where his dad's at, but I know he's up this ridge from me. So I think like they're talking with each other and all this, and this bull is coming to me because he's trying to catch his dad's wind by going around him, and he's gonna come by me like 40, 50 yards in this opening. But then like he's talking, and I'm thinking like elk nut app. Okay, he should say this. So it sounds like this, this elk needs this. So I start hammering with calls, and his dad comes over like an hour later. He's like, what were you doing? <laughs> like, the elk just quit. It definitely went around you me. You fucked it up. Big time. And your dad's like. Could you tell he was pissed? Well, he's just like, the minute I heard you call, I put my arrow back in my quiver. Oh, uh, like, <laughs> how dramatic. I know. I was like, he's like, it sounded good, but I knew the elk was going to smell you. And I'm like. Oh, Damn you, it. so he said because you called, yeah, and, and it, then it circled around you. Because what he was doing, I was like, well, the way this, it was basically like imagine a valley. And he, I thought he was up the ridge more from me, and I was like, oh, his wind's sucking down in the morning. That elk's gonna smell him as it comes up right. to catch his wind. So I was like, I will call, get him to come up the ridge further from and go circle me. So I called and moved down the hill a little more mm-hmm. to get deeper in the valley, thinking it would try to circle me. Well, I didn't know your dad went on the backside of this thing. So all his wind was going exact opposite of the elk. Mm-hmm. And all my wind was going this way of the elk. So it was going to come Are you on, were you sitting in the tree stand Darryl's, closer to the Darryl's Y meadow stand. or closer up high? Daryl's stand. Mm, not familiar. You know where your dad's main stand was last year? I don't know which one his was because it, it, people switch that out and names change and I don't know which one. I don't remember his name one. Was he higher up the saddle or lower down? Yeah, so you know when you're walking down to Y Meadow? Yeah. And then they peeled off from us? Yeah. He went higher up, further up. Okay, yeah. And then I was lower. So I was like in the beginning of the saddle. Yeah. Like the bottom part. And Mm -hmm. this elk was going to come right in front of me up this big open meadow. And I mean, when it screamed the last time, it was the closest an elk's ever bugled to me. I'm like, okay, it's got to be right there. And then I was just like, and got in on it. And then it was just like, done. No more elk. 
So this year, I guess my mindset is hard like, to know. Maybe about. you should listen to the guy who's been doing it for maybe, years. Well, my thing no, now is like, here's the thing: you don't, you you don't know. You don't that know you until don't. after the fact. It very well could have been a situation where it's like, why didn't you bugle? Yeah, and it's like we just don't know. Yeah, I think this year I just I have a few spots. We're absolute idiots. Here's the deal: <laughs> like that's just. 100% the truth. We don't know what we're doing out there yet. We're just wandering. Yeah. We, we watch YouTube videos and we're trying to figure it out. But at the end of the day, we I, I really think you have to be like out there to experience it, to like understand like why you do the things you do. Yeah. And again, I mean, we've all elk hunted, but like the guys we watch on YouTube have been doing it for like 20 some years. Like they've been in a ton of situations. Mm-hmm. They also don't go hunt for 10 days a year. They hunt the entire month. Right? Yeah. So they see all the stages of everything. They also go to four different states. You know what I mean? So, but I think this year with, like, one, I'm super pumped just to get out there. It's, like, been 95 and humid as shit. And then next week's supposed to, do you see it's supposed to be, like, 40 and 70 where we're going? It's going to be amazing. Sounds nice. That didn't sound nice, but the weather sounds nice. (laughs) But I think this year I just, I got some spots I want to check out, and I think, hard as it's going to be like we're going early i think they'll bugle early in the mornings but i just have a few new spots i just want to check out but i think just like it's going to be silent but just we kind of know where they want to bed like you and i found that really good bedding area where that you bumped that bowl last year mm-hmm. and i just think getting on the main trails with the wind right go like that one day we spent four hours and we covered like 400 yards you would just go 100 yards we'd wait a half hour We'd go up another 50, like, on the main trail of mm-hmm. these elk. Like, it's beaten down beds. You just stunk. I think just doing stuff like that morning after morning after morning, something's going to be on that trail one of them mornings. Mm-hmm. Not saying that exact spot, but just finding areas right. like that and just being, like, more patient. I feel like the YouTube videos those guys put out and the content out there is awesome, but it's, like, they do as best a job as you can to show how many hours they're putting in. But I still, myself included, don't think people realize it's like, oh, we aren't hearing anything for like hours. 10 hours. Yeah. And then we just kept going. Instead of like, I'm guilty of it being like, it's been four hours. I'm bored of shit. I'm going to start working my way back to camp because I don't want to walk these two miles in the dark or something like that. And it's like, you just got to stick with it. And that's when they get into it. So. Mm-hmm. I think I'm pumped about that. I think we got some good people in camp and stuff this year it's gonna be fun and yeah i'm just excited to be back out there it'll be good i just got packed up last night so i'm like just almost ready to go and i'm feeling feeling good now i'm dropping all that stuff off at your house on friday morning so you can take it down to the trailer very nice that's the nice thing too is that like pre-packing what are you looking at all my stuff is it too much stuff no it looks good I have more than you. I have a. I bring a duffel bag, on top of, on top of everything you have. I have a duffel bag. Cot, bow, tree stand, one tote. And my new packs in that tote. I switched totes this year. So did I. I got the new fancy one. I got. I spent have, a whole fourteen dollars on that son bitch. I have. I know, right? One that you I'm not gonna seal right. Well, that's because I got a lot of shit in there. I have one where I'm not gonna lose all my. Put it this way. I'm not going to lose any, I will lose zero earplugs. I will not ask you for more than one pair. Why is that the tote going to make you do that? Because I realized, <laughs> I realized. Well, it was the tote, that's okay. why. No, last year he kept being like, can I have earplugs for the wall tech? He's been in right. the store. 
Which is fine. I brought a bunch and I gave them to him. And then it wasn't the tote, wasn't it? Last year you were like rolling up your suitcase or your sleep bag at the end. One hundred percent the tote. A pile of earplugs <laughs> at the bottom of his. Now he's got a new tote, and what? that's not gonna happen. One hundred percent the tote. But let they me... fall out in the middle of the night on you. Let me tell you why. Because <laughs> of your tote. No. no. Yes. And maybe they do fall out in the night, but I will find them in my sleeping bag and on my cot. Okay. My tote didn't have edges like that. Oh, that makes sense. So now you have a place to store stuff. Mm -hmm. Like a nightstand. So I, I made a strategical move to switch totes. <laughs> Did you get one like mine? It's similar. It's But cooler? I think it's a little smaller, actually. So justifiably, I have a duffel bag. Justifiably. Yeah. So the edges are going to help you have a nightstand for earplugs. Yes. And miscellaneous. Yeah. Is there going to be a bunch of beer cans rolling around on your side of the tent? Not really. We don't we don't really get after her out there. Do yeah, we? not really. I just did the one night because you guys all wanted to go out in the rain. I was like, I'm not going. See ya. <laughs> we went out that morning, and then we went into town of like halfway through, did our laundry, and then they're like, we're going back out. I'm like, I have dry clothes. And one other guy was like, I'll stay here. I'm like, all right. <laughs> we're we just staying. started drinking. Are you, are you bringing the laundry basket too? No, that's I just brought that down from upstairs. Yeah, I'm bringing a laundry basket. <laughs> I was kind of thinking it might be a good idea. No, 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 no. I'm just bringing that to put my final shorts and shirts in there. Got you. Yeah, dude, it's here though. I mean, it's kind of cool that we all got to go to Montana. kind of gets you like pre-pumped for like the mountains. I can't believe it's here already because, like I said, it's like 100 at the heat index, and then we're supposed to be like hunting next week. Yeah. But you see people already out on Instagram like killing mule deer. That's what's elk, getting me excited. Like, I know. Like, we've all been texting each other. All these people all are just smoke pulling stuff right now and getting good footage of things, and I'm like, I want to be out there so bad. I know, but we got to be able to. We got to be able to put something on the Instagram, put something on the right. ground to go on the gram. We're going to do I Here's the thing. Are we ground to gram in it this year? Or what? I don't know. I don't know if we're going to do good. I just, I'm excited and I feel overall positive, which is easy to say at the beginning of the hunting trip. <laughs> Extremely easy to say. That is the truth. It, it's going to be here before we know it. And, and then we roll right back into coming here and hanging out with the quiet one, the one who hasn't said anything. Well, what I've. You guys are talking about what you're doing on What the are you going to do the first week and a half of September? Cry I'm about us being out there? Sweat my ass off here in Iowa. Probably what I'm going to do. Now that we have inreaches, are you going to text us every day? How's it going? Yeah, What's probably. Going now, I, yeah, I might. We'll see if we respond. I, have limited I don't know. I'll probably messages. try to get up to uh, Northeast Iowa and you got limited? fly fish. If, Ar if Armel's asking, yeah, I have limited. Right. Don't text me. Mm -hmm. Fly fishing. I might try. Get you going to go? I think so. You gotta get some water, dude. I know. Well, be fly fishing in creek bed, dry creek bed. It's supposed to be raining this next week, end of the next week. So hopefully we're, it's enough that we can. I can go up there and maybe get some. Even if done. you don't go to like where we usually go, if you go around to Cora, I think there's Upper yeah, Iowa's there's some different usually spots up deep there. enough that you can get into some decent spots through there. I feel like that's a little bigger to actually fly fish a little better, mm -hmm. you know. Well, that's cool. That's what we got for preseason elk hunting. Just getting pumped up, podcasting. What are you looking at? Don't be looking at my computer. I'm gonna bring up one thing, Connor. You sent me this picture. Yeah. 
the mule deer that that girl shot. Her name is Bridget something. And I think... Let me look up our messages. Nick Moore, active now. It looks... I can't tell if, if she's it just a small... Fable? If she's a small girl. She, I think she is from the video. She's always with... Or if that's the biggest mule deer in on the face of the planet. No, it's, it's definitely a giant. That's it. Oh, yeah. That thing... It's huge. It doesn't have really deep forks on its twos, but jeez, and like shooting them in velvet too, just make them look like that looks so like much an, more massive. Like, like a f- just that's fake. That looks fake. Dude, I don't they know. kill Utah. They kill some giant ass mule deer out there on that. What's the deal with Utah? Like it's. It's just completely know. different from every other Western state. Why do they? Why is Utah? Why does Utah get the big ones? Well, like why does Arizona get big ones? Is it just management? Yeah. Really? Like Utah, it takes forever to get in. Is that a stupid question? Should I know that? I mean, yes and no. The, I mean, the thing about Utah is they do have over-the-counter units, but they're not. You're not going to shoot stuff like 20, that. 2020 Utah general season archery buck. But she's a resident. Residents can get, like... Every year they can hunt? Yeah, but not, like, limited. I'm not super versed with Utah yet, but not, like, they're super dense limited ones. But if you live there and you can get out and scout a bunch on general tags, they have good genetics there. You can find big bulls, big bucks. I mean, talk to Lofthouse about it. That, I mean, you could fit three of her in the width of that rack. (laughs) That's a big bull, or a big buck. I just want to know what it scores. Because I think she is a very... Petite woman. That was a big word for me. She, she does a lot of hunting. Back up. I've seen her. She hangs out with the Hushing boys. Yeah. Okay. She kills some big deer though. That's yeah. Like look at the one she killed a couple years ago. She killed some big trout too, dude. Like look at that one, Nick. That life. one's a big one. Which one? Three years ago. Yeah, but so maybe you do got to wait a while in Utah if she didn't kill one until three years ago. All right, I understand that the angle's better and the one that she just posted. I'm not talking shit about it. It's a hell of a buck. I, it just looks unbelievably big. It's big. It looks like I could lay across that rack. <laughs> I could freaking well, put a hammock in there. You're kind of a big gentleman. You've gotten kind of fat over the years. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anything else cool on Instagram right now, fellers? Yeah. What? Uh, I don't know if you guys follow Stephen Ranella. Yeah. Um, Just so happens that I do. Two things. Is that the guy that eats meat? He is a meat eater. Okay. Two things. One, he just did this thing about guides. Yeah. His name is Chester Floyd. Uh, That sounds like the most made-up name. It sounds like a really good hunting name. <laughs> it does. Like a like, really good like a storybook. Guide name. Uh, I don't even know if this guy would remember me, but I went out to Montana like five years ago now at this point, and uh, I was with some buddies out there, and we stayed for like 10 days after I graduated college. Um, and this was one of the guys that I had met out there. They were all buddies. Uh, and now he's just out there freaking guiding Stephen Ranella, getting plugs by the meat eater himself. I know. I'm looking at it right now. That's cool. I didn't realize that was... I feel like, though, because you talked to him about it before, like, I feel like that's a that's a lucky break. Um, I mean, he's obviously been in with those type, you know, the people that are connected to Ranella and everything, mm-hmm. but a guy from, what, he's from Wisconsin, 
build his own yeah. bows. So yeah, he does recur bows and it's, it feels fish, like first like tours. sponsoring or like doing something. I with that, with yeah. that meteor thing, it was like it's it says get like a first lights guide show. Yeah, yeah. So whatever. right now, first lights doing it. Is this him? Fifteen percent off. No, that's not him. Fifteen percent off if you book a guide. Shameless plug. Yeah, if you book a guide and you show them like your receipt or whatever your, um, yeah. What do you want? I don't. What do you call it? But Proof show them that. Yeah, and then you get fifteen percent off your order. So can you? Backlog for when you booked one a month. And It'll go to, back to March, I think. I, Early March. I was gonna say yeah, so I could do it twice. Yeah, actually. I think I texted you about it. Yeah, yeah. So that's there, there was a go. promo for since your fly fishing. I know since he's a guide, they're giving him kind of a, a promo of. Help that's us why out, it showcased. So basically, right. he's the flagship that for was, that promotion. That was the guy last year when you were deciding between Missoula and Bozeman. I was like, hey, I have a guy out there that's oh, a yeah, pretty yeah. good fishing guide. And it just turns out a year later he's and freaking. You didn't believe him, and now look. He's paddling Ranella around. I know it. You could have got there before Ranella. Now if you go after, it's like, oh, you're only here because of Ranella. Right. You could have been the pioneer, dude. What a loss! Though. I mean, he said in that video too, lost what fifty percent of his trips. Fifty percent of his trips, yeah. What's your buddy who you? Go he with? lost a bunch. Yeah, he, did he, he say didn't say like it was. Uh, I think he said like the I remember like the number two hundred like two hundred plus trips were canceled, well, and I don't know if that's maybe just, he got some back or something. Well, it could have been, but that's that was just his fly fishing because he also does like yeah. big game hunts, upland, waterfowl. He None does of them all. got canceled. Well, I'm sure that they did. At least it's not like Canada. Them boys in Canada are hurting. I mean, everybody up there has got theirs canceled. Nobody across the border. My dad's going through some stuff right now. He was going on a moose hunt this year got like basically 75 percent down they're not giving it to him back yeah no refund they yeah. won't even rebook him that's kind of bullshit that's great well they would rebook him for 2024 but they said we were they were going to increase the price so it was basically like like you don't have any because we increased the price so much you would just owe what, much it, what it would cost to go on another hunt this year Oh really? Yeah, That's was, he didn't tell me that part. Yeah, that makes sense. So he's just like gonna eat the cost and go with someone else next year. I think he's pretty fired up about the whole situation. He was when I talked to him. I don't think he's going with those guys anymore. Hmm. Yeah. Well, hopefully he gets to go because he's been talking. He's been waiting like two years to go on that hunt. Mm-hmm. Old Chester Floyd, eh? Yep. Chester fly Floyd, fishing. musky chat. He's he's kind of just one of those guys that just like. So did you fish with him out there? No. I only drank with him. <laughs> <laughs> that may have been funner, huh? Yeah. What's his name? Musky? Musky Chat on Instagram. He's got some cool stuff. Um, he's one of those guys where you're just like envious of him. Like he just mm-hmm. committed to the outdoors. Like anybody could do it. But we just all find ourselves here back in Iowa. We got like nine to fives and right. stuff like that. There's nothing holding us back. But he just went and did it. So like. He's, well, that's the thing. Like, yeah, he's. In with meat eater now too, but he's out there doing it every day. I mean, he total is, total risk. Moving oh from yeah, Wisconsin to I'm gonna give him an old follow Montana. So, but what a reward though! Too, un- at the end un- of the day, yeah, just pretty cool. He got engaged, dude. Did he? You get invited to his wedding, or you guys not that close? No, I didn't get. I told you, I just drank with him. <laughs> I don't think he would remember me. Well, nice. That's sweet. Speaking of fly fishing, we got some new gear this week. Yeah. Hopefully, get out there this year and See, not this what, year, but maybe next year. I would like to do 
and I kind of kicked it around with you a little bit. I think it'd be pretty sweet to just road trip and hit a bunch of like hit some waters in Colorado, Utah, Idaho, Wyoming, Montana, make a big, you know, hit a bunch of different states, fish a day or two. You know, I mean, it's, you'd have to figure out the logistics, but so I have a logistics that maybe would work if you two would be down and we'll put it on the podcast and you have to be down. My sister as of right now is moving to Montana next year. Okay. And end of May, June-ish. I am going to drive her out there, and I was going to drive her out, spend a week, and then fly back. Well, they're thinking Bozeman or Missoula, but anyways, her boyfriend's brother goes to Montana State, so he's in Bozeman. So I was going to go fish with those guys while I'm out there, Mm -hmm. but if you guys flew in, instead of me flying back home, we could fish with them boys for a day or two, then I could say, see you later, instead of spend a week with them, we could spend days hopping back. I just think that'd be sweet to hit a bunch of different rivers and just see what you, you know, get into. But so I was looking up today, like, best fly fishing spots in the world. And it was like Fly Fisherman Magazine yeah. gave their top five best locations in, like, the world. And number three or four was, like, it was, like, Argentina and, like, some other spots. And then the only one they mentioned in the U.S. They said Alaska's got some good spots, but their pick was Montana. And they said the reason being is, like, the Yellowstone River that flows through it mm-hmm. is the longest continuous river with no dams in the U.S., third in the world. And they said the reason, though, that Montana made their list over other states is because of their um, public land shore laws. And this John told me about this in Montana that, like, or Wyoming, where he's going. You can float a river and fish it, even if it's going through, say, people own property, Private property. But you cannot anchor. Even if you're out in the middle, they own under the river. So you can't stop and fish pools or anything? No. You have to like just sit there and row. You couldn't just anchor and fish a hole. Because someone would come out and be like, this is my private property. They own the river bottom. They don't own the water, but they own what's on it. And you're anchored to the bottom. I kind of hate that. And that's like Colorado's got that. Mm-hmm. Montana or Wyoming's got that. Montana's the only state out west they were saying. Not only, but one of the ones with the best fishing. Uh, it does not. It doesn't. Anchor. You can anchor. You own it. You can get. You could dock your. As boat long as you're in the water, that's public. Correct, uh, and it sounds like the sh- like the shore edges. And from what I read, I know for sure it's like the bottom of the river. Like you can anchor there. Where I've done the the Blackfoot, I did that same stretch twice. All of that, pretty a lot of that, not all of it, is like ranchers. It's you're just going through their property basically as the river flows. But you have access to stop, and if you wanted to right. anchor up yeah. on the shore, even though it's private, you own that river as public property. So it's it's got, I don't know the variance, but I'm assuming since they said shoreline that it's something to it's do gotta with. It's got to be a certain amount you of might own, You could be like five feet on each side. I don't know the exact right. rules. But, but they said because of that, that's why it's, it makes it the best place for walk-in access fly fishing. Mm-hmm. Like now, you go to New Mexico, you look at like Wyoming. They don't have those same laws. No, but they have badass rivers. Maybe even sometimes better rivers. But access but is just not as We good. don't have float boats. Like, yeah. We'll have to solve that problem. Well, okay, you buy one, Nick and I'll fish, you float us. That's the other problem is who's, who's driving, who's fishing. You guys might want to know what I want to do. So I think we'll it'd be Nick cool to it. like, I know you want to do these river runs through the U.S. Which I'm totally down for, but I think with all the access to Montana and as much as we like it, no, we just makes chill sense. out in Montana for a while. Yeah, you know? but okay. I, well, I watched a video on steelhead fishing. Quit knocking shit on the table. We have very sensitive equipment right now. 
What's we're not up? very high level. Yeah, we're primitive enough. We don't need you hitting the table. Fucking. <laughs> what's your YouTube video? Let's Back go. to my story. Yeah, what's up? Uh, steelhead fishing. Yeah. yeah. I, for, I think it's in Oregon. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it was in Oregon. That looks like an absolute blast. Those suckers look big. Like, yeah. Like, that's a thing. So, I watched uh, a lot of videos on fly fishing, like, browns and rainbows and such. And um, it looks like it's pretty easy to rail in. Mm-hmm. Exciting, but pretty easy. Steelhead look like they're fighting, Bit like, big yeah. catfish. Uh, I think that would be awesome. I don't know what anything like that would cost, but I think it would be well, awesome. Our buddy John, who got us these rods and, and everything. salmon fly fishing. Well, he was just telling me, because I was telling him I went to that up in Milwaukee for salmon. He's like, well, I got, if you want to go up there again, I got a fly rod that would be perfect for that. So you can go fly fish for him. For steelhead? For, well, for the tr- um, salmon up in Milwaukee. Oh, God, yeah. But isn't that so, deep water salmon? They're not going to, I mean, you can go deep water. With they, well, they'll run them, the rivers that, you know. Oh, right okay, the, yeah. I was going to so say. You, you, when they're on their run. You ain't going out in the lake with them. No, 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 no. When they're on their run, then that's when you can, you know, you'd be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's, funny enough, like, we looked up the best time to go. We when you t- went? No. Not at all. <laughs> That's why it was the only open weekend. Probably. So you talked all this shit about it last week, and it's not his fault. No, it's still his fault. Still screw that guy. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I want to do that fishing. I think it'd be cool, too, just to get into some salmon runs, like the steelhead like you're talking about. I just think that big ass, I don't even remember the name of the river. I can look it up real quick, but where we went elk hunting in Idaho. and uh, Loxa. L-O-C-H-S-A. L O what? C H S A. Is that the same river that we could see from like when we did the M the hike? No, no, you no. Did, it's a, it's like an hour and a half away. What uh, we saw, I think, was the Clark Foot. Okay. But that, uh, yeah, that's what we went to. Those guys were saying that was an awesome fishing river that nobody dinked with because of all the good stuff with the Blackfoot and the Clark well, Fork and all that in Missoula. That one of the dinked with it. One of those, the guide I go with, one of his other guides, he goes there to that to this river in Idaho, and he does fly he, fishes out of there too. He fly fishes it, or, yeah. or does he float it, or walk it? Just the Mizzou on the fly guy does. Hit one of his guides. Oh, I mean, I'm sure he has gone too, but hmm. this is that river, dude. It's pretty. Oh yeah, I feel like that's um, awesome. I think the steelhead would be cool. I just want to get out and do some fly fishing now that, I mean, now that you I'm like the guy that I got a rod and now I'm like, oh, I know, I don't know everything about it, but I just <laughs> want to, like last night I was out in the yard just practicing. Zipping that line up. Yeah, there. and I thought I was like nailing it. I'm like, oh, I'm good. Like, and I was talking to John about it today. I was like, yeah, like I was, I was going back and it was just sounding like a bullwhip. It was just, whoosh, and I'd get it out there and he's like, no, you are not giving it enough time in the backswing. And I was doing a lot of wrist movement because I thought, yeah. <laughs> and it's all like the forearm yep. movement. But I'd get a few good ones like out twenty yards, but then I'd like get a few where it'd be like behind me. I'm like, this is I'm doing good. Like, no, I'm definitely. <laughs> this not. is perfect. Yeah. I don't know. You're out there fucking wrangling cattle. <laughs> yeah, I'm just whipping it. I did catch a tree on the back swing on one of them. It wrapped up, and then John was like. That line I gave you is like $70 line. Don't fray the end. I'm like, oh. So I got some leaders tonight, and he said, tie some yarn. You can still practice with it. He's like, just don't fray it. You shouldn't just run it solo. So I don't know. Anything else, boys? We covered some stuff. Season's coming up. We'll, uh, I mean, people listening won't know, but we will be 
gone away from each other for a few weeks, but we'll be back. It'll be the same consistency every other week. Yeah. Try to get one posted every other week just to keep some consistency. What are we thinking, Mondays or Tuesdays? I think Monday or Tuesday, just depending. Just first of like first part of every other week, yeah. just to get some consistency out there. And if anybody is listening and follows us along on Instagram, drop us messages about talking about stuff. Otherwise, I think we're just gonna keep rambling through the rest of the year. See what happens, Might hey boys. Well. I got some wood duck decoys today. So did you? From where? Academy. Did you get them I with a the discount? My, yeah. Did you get those hardcore ones? No, I just the, got the, the flex ones or whatever. They're cheaper. Where the other ones you're looking at were the Avian X. Yeah. Those are still gonna be like sixty bucks even with the discount. So Dude, sixty bucks for how many? A dozen? I think so. No, uh, it might have been six. I don't Maybe. I can't remember. Maybe an X are nice, but I was at Mill's fleet farm the other day. And they had hardcore brand decoys that are usually like nice decoys. Mm-hmm. Eighty dollars a dozen, marked down to twenty-two bucks. Really? I don't well, know. Wasn't it mismarked though, or something? Because it said I thought the box or something like that said field decoys, and they were clearly yeah, not they are. Field they're decoys. not field decoys. They're clearly water decoys, but it said field. So I don't know if they just ran a bad batch. Maybe Matt brought that up, but I don't know. All I know is they had like twenty boxes, and I was like looking at them, I'm like holy crap! And I took a picture and sent them to you guys. And then I saw this guy walk up, and he was kind of eyeballing me, and he was checking him out. And then I walked away texting you guys, and I got, like, almost to the register. I'm like, I have good decoys, but what's just it going to hurt? Just to buy box. a dozen, leave them in the box, and in a couple years of paint fades, I got new decoys. And I'm, like, walking back, and the guy was, like, asking the ladies, like, do you have, like, a lumber cart, not this regular cart? And she's like, yeah, I brought him, like, a flat-bottom cart. And he's just stacking boxes and boxes. Of these decoys? Yeah, and he was kind of like... You definitely. Like, blocking you out. Yeah, blocking the aisle a little bit. And I was just like, hey, man, I just grabbed one. He didn't say nothing. He just kind of looked at me and like, he's definitely like loading. I, he probably That's when you out. know you're like, I should probably buy a dozen of these. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was telling <laughs> these guys, I was box. like, there are people like, those are good decoys. They're a well-known brand at 80 bucks. If you bought them for 22 and then just eBay, eBay sold them for $40, I mean, you would make money or even sold them for 50 double your money. Or maybe he just wants a giant spread of decoys. Who knows? Never know. Cool. Good way to end it on that one. Thanks for listening.